1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Super Bowl 56 is in 2
3: weeks. You've seen all of the stats and the numbers and everything. It's, it's going to be a delicious 2 weeks here. The Bengals were 300 to 1 underdogs, 300 to 1 to get to the Super Bowl. It's this is the biggest unlikeliest underdog to make it to the Super Bowl in Vegas betting history. So nobody saw this matchup of the Rams and the Bengals. I think we all kind of saw that there's a chance it could be the Rams, but not the Bengals, man.
2: This is the Rod Peterson show.
3: Oh, boy, oh, boy. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, everybody. Coming to you from beautiful South Florida and the moose we're going to see in moments from the sweatpants capital. Check your phone, moose. Before I bring you on, check your phone. I texted you. Uh, Hour 2 of the program is brought to you by Great Western Original 16. Extra smooth, extra refreshing. Find Original 16 at a store near you today. And while we're at it, let's just throw it out there for Taco Time. Taco Time Canada has over 120 locations across Canada. And today it's Taco Tuesday, $2 tacos. And again, there's a lot of meat on the, mo- on the bone today. Tom Brady has announced his retirement three days after it was spilled by Adam Schefter on ESPN. All of this country is talking about uh, Tom Brady's retirement, the memories, the 22 seasons, your best Tom Brady memories personally for you. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Cody Fajardo, agreeing to take a a pay cut with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. CFL Free Agency opens up in one week from today, so some viewers want to talk about that, and we really got him going on trade talk in the National Hockey League. If I can recap, if you're just tuning in now, if you're just listening to Hour 2 of the podcast and you missed Hour 1, Andrew Hustler-Patterson was with us from Winnipeg Sports Talk last weekend. To put a bow on it, and I feel like Hustler is like the conscience Of Winnipeg sports, especially since the retirement of Bob Irving, Uh, Hustler saying it's not time yet to blow it up. Now, I think it is. They're 14 points out of a playoff spot, but it is only the midway point of the season. Hustler says, no, not yet. If Hustler says it, we're good with that. If we bring the Moose in, we haven't seen him in 25 minutes. What's going on, Mr. TB12? What's happening with you? What's been going on the last 25 minutes?
4: I think you need the latest software on your phone. I actually texted you back.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, don't get me going on good. my phone. It's all good. Oh You know,
5: no. um,
4: you know Hustler coming on. I, I listened to the whole thing. I had to, right. I had to make sure I was dialed in. I didn't get any work done during that break. Um, yeah. You know, I think they want to wait as long as they can before they blow it up. And, you know, what I'm reading just like you did, you know, it's not time yet, but maybe the trade deadline is time. If they can't turn it around by the trade deadline. Maybe that's time, but he's right. This group is, is, you know, younger than you think outside of, you know, Blake Wheeler and a couple others, Nikolai Ehlers, you know, um, Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley Connor Hellebuck's only 28, you know, he's got five to seven really good years left in him and hopefully more if he plays well, you know, for a long period of time, he's coming off of Vesna nomination, and then a Vesna win. Um, so I get it. You know, the reason we bring up his name and just floated it as somebody for the Oilers is because the return would be so big, it would spark the rebuild for Winnipeg really fast. If you like Comrie as the next goaltender of the Winnipeg Jets, it would, it would fetch multiple first-round picks, young prospect. It would be, it'd be a big deal and there'd have to be uh, money exchanged as well. So I don't know. Like he says, three to four years they're set up for in Winnipeg. If that's the case, then you'd be patient of a down year and hope this is just a blip. And then next year they're back to normal. But if you realize this isn't the group, it's never too early to get back on the right track. The poll question
3: for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center somewhat pertains to this. And the question is, whom should the Edmonton Oilers acquire in gold? Your options are Braden Holtby, Marc-Andre Fleury, Martin Jones, or other. And leading the way by a mile is the flower. There's been some write-in ballots here for Connor Hellebuck. And if I may, it was the moose who brought this up yesterday, the concept of trading Connor Hellebuck to the Oilers. Not me. I know you're okay with the, uh, yes. whatever they call it, the vitriol that you're getting out of Winnipeg, but it was never my idea. I, I believe it's the most important position on the ice and connor hellebuck's one of the best goalies in the nhl i don't think they should trade him but hey it's sports radio that's what we do and by the way we stream sports radio 24 7 okay if you're missing sports talk radio i just feel like we i said to darren this morning we got the keys to the ferrari and we leave it in the garage RodPeterson.com slash live 24-hour sports radio. Get it. By the way, John Ohm... Ohm... is watching in Winnipeg. And he says Hustler would be a good fit to replace Bob Irving. Bob Knuckles Irving. I agree. Not sure Hustler wants to do it. Let's leave that up to Huss. I did see in the break at the top of the hour that Bob Irving waded into the uh, trucker convoy cesspool and actually defended the prime minister, Justin Trudeau. And people wrote Bob and said, I follow you for sports, Bob. And I'm like,
5: what year is it? Have we not
3: learned anything? Like I... have you said NFL ratings are boffo. Did you see the ratings that came out this weekend? There was like 50 million people watched one of those conference championship games and 47 million watched the other. And you said to me, what you saw in an analysis was that the commentators and the NFL stopped talking about politics and their ratings went up. Well, we just stopped talking about it on our own too, but you can't tell me
5: that's not related.
4: I know. You know, on on the Internet, it's cool that our stars and our sports and our athletes and our personalities and our musicians and our, you know, Hollywood celebrities talk about these things. But that's cool on the Internet. It doesn't translate to box office results, doesn't translate to higher viewership. LeBron James comes out and talks about the president or talks about COVID or politics or mandates. It doesn't mean all the fans are going to watch him play basketball now, right? NBA is a very political league and their ratings are down right NFL dropped all the political talk and all of a sudden the ratings go up not a coincidence people want i you know,
5: got politicians to talk
3: politics and they want their sports athletes to play sports i'm so sorry for interrupting i got to have a good meditation session after the show today um cuz my mind is just zing 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 and can i more than normal and i just think about sitting at Theo's kitchen Island and he's going off about the truckers and the vaccine and this stuff. And I said, you know, Theo, (laughs) I said a year ago, man, I was right with you, but I finally just went uncle and I needed to get the shot to work. And I wanted to travel because these anti-vax guys, sorry, I'm kicking the camera. These anti-vax guys haven't gone anywhere in two years. By playing, I'm like I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So anyway, I said to Theo, I just don't have the energy to read up on this stuff to have an argument with people because I got tired of arguing with everybody. Uncle, we've done what's best for us. They're doing what's best
5: for them. Umbaya, my lord. Gumbaya.
4: The uh, um, meditation yesterday of the day was all about gratitude. Yeah. And being grateful and in the moment. And uh, it's funny how those things come on the days that uh, it's really important, right?
5: Oh, yeah. My
3: uh, recovery mentor, Gordy, you know, we talk about one day at a time. That's the bracelet that I wear and you wear. Gordy says, one moment at a time will get us through this. Anyways, Jeff Cabellus in Winnipeg says, man. Casting the show on our big TV at home, and I'm even more jealous seeing Rod's surroundings on the big screen. It's awesome. Go check my Instagram story this morning at Rod Peterson Official. People are going off about the where I the palm trees around my Jeep. I'm like, it's nothing special, bra. It's right in front of the gym. It's a it's a dream dreamland here. Um, Todd Paintney, one of our P ones. Said, if the Jets lose to the lowly Flyers tonight, it's time to blow it up. That might, you know what? That's going to be my featured game tonight, by the way. My featured game. It was nice to watch the Leafs and the Devils. It was nice last night. It was nice to watch the Oilers in the Eastern time zone. You know, for us old Golden Girls types that want to go to bed early, didn't have to worry about that last night. The Oil were playing in the East. Uh, The general in Calgary is watching, and he says, just remember, Rod, Calgary is now the leather pants capital.
5: Hey, listen, do not give me credit for that.
3: It's the guy in the other box, Darren Moose DuPont. Uh, Where's my hand? Darren came up with that. So maybe you should tell the viewers how you have nicknamed Calgary the leather pants capital of Canada we
4: were all over Calgary. Where were we walking? Was it around the arena? I feel it was a like flames game It was a flames. We were game. at the flames game and we, we were busting a couple of loser laps. And I'm and I sat there and I looked at him like, is it just me or does everybody in this town wear leather pants? Is there a, an extraordinary amount of leather pants? And, uh, as we kept walking, there was more leather pants. It is the thing in Calgary. Then we go to the mall, the big mall, the cross iron mills and every store in the windows, leather pants. I mean, far as the eye could
3: see. It's 111 so in- Eastern, by the way. Oh. Yeah. What were we talking about? Leather pants.
4: I might have to buy some. No, I do not. I will not buy leather pants. I'm sorry. Um,
5: <laughs> I think you But should. no, um, you know, when you say the sweatpants capital to the leather pants capital, you're not wrong.
3: Right. That's why we work as a good team. Um, We got a lot of multiple commenters coming in here. I've read too many comments from too many people. I'm shutting down those that I've read their comments already. I mean, I think we're pretty charitable in that. Um, Other than Ryland in Seattle, whom we don't hear from a ton, Ryland Spencer's watching in the Emerald City, and he says, Sadiqus is 100% right. That's you. He says, uh, not me personally, but I know a lot of people that stopped watching the NFL a few years ago because of the politics. They're all back now, right? (laughs) There must have been some sort of mandate that went through the fax machine of every NFL team. I kid, of course, an email saying, guys, we're done.
5: No more. Because you don't hear about it anymore. (laughs) Right funny how these things just slip through and nobody
3: knows
5: right
4: well it's always been the thing about sports it's always been a thing about going to the movie theater what do you do you go for two two and a half hours three and you escape reality and the world right and we go through this emotional roller coaster about a team winning a game of football throwing a leather ball around right and we're so invested for that three hours go to a movie and you know we are literally hanging with this fictional world as the Avengers try and save the planet. We, we're hanging on that. You know. That's what sports is. We don't want it to be real life. We want sports and we want movies to be a fantasy world where we can escape and just let ourselves go. And that's, what it, that's when it's most successful.
3: It's been a bit of a mental tug of war over the last couple of years. I mean, I don't really want to talk about COVID and I'm not a doctor, although I play one on TV. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that doctor that wrote me from Edmonton basically said, STFU, shut the F up. I watch you for sports. You know, you don't come to me for sports. I'm a doctor. Shut up. <laughs> initially offended, walked it back. He's and right. Said, by, by golly, he's right. That wasn't the only thing that made me shut up about it. But I'm like, you know what? I, I don't want to be Tucker Carlson. I don't want to be. I just
5: don't want to. And the interesting thing about Theo because he said that he's, you know there were some things bothering
3: him and I said, oh uh, like the people that are coming after you on Twitter he's like, no, I don't care about that he's like, I've been the villain in every rink I've been going in since I was 15, I don't care about that it was other stuff and that's why I went to his house well, I went to his house to get a Flames jersey signed but I digress um Janice the stamps fan living in Edmonton she says the moose is so right. I promised some CFL talk so let me just say this. Um and actually I'm glad Janice reminded me of it. Um we got a few couple minutes here. I see the story at threedownnation.com that the Edmonton Elks and Ottawa Redblacks are leading the way to sign Jeremiah Masoli. Holy Masoli. And Some criticism of Chris Jones, of course, because there's always going to be criticism. And they're like, well, he can't develop a quarterback, obviously. He's going after Jeremiah Masoli. I don't think people understand how hard it is to get a quarterback up to speed in the CFL. What Jake Mayer accomplished last year was like ungodly. And I talked to George Cortez, the quarterback whisperer, if if there was any, I mean, he's been awesome. Trestman's another. But George said... (laughs) It takes these quarterbacks like two years, legit, to get on to the game. What's, what's Chris Jones supposed to do in Edmonton? Even Nick Arbuckle doesn't have that many starts under his belt. One to two years of just classroom training, let alone on the job or on the field experience. So, of course, Jones is going to go after the veteran guy. But that, and he tried it in Saskatchewan. I remember here in Florida. Rider training camp, mini camp with 10 quarterbacks. 10. And I've told you the stories of me and Luke Mulliner, we would rent a car and just drive around South Florida and we would imitate Chris Jones all the time. And uh, Luke's like, I don't know why we got 10 quarterbacks. They're all just going to back up Darien anyways. Right? And it's true. They're not going to go after rookies. So, how is it a criticism? that Edmonton's going after Jeremiah Masoli, or for that matter, Ottawa. You can't go find young quarterbacks and expect them to start right away. Thank you for watching, my Ted.
4: It takes time, and I think people are criticizing you know, these two teams going after Jeremiah Masoli because he's coming off a down year, and Dan Evans has now taken over that quarterback room in, in Hamilton. But you know what? He's still an explosive player who can be a game-changer, who at one point just recently was on pace to being a MOP uh, in the league before he got hurt. Um, and maybe he's not the same since he's been hurt, but he's, he's definitely earned the, the opportunity to lead a team again. And, you know, Ottawa needs help, you know, Edmonton needs a quarterback. And so, yeah, I think it's a low risk move because he's not going to command the massive dollars anymore. And a guy who's been there and proven it and, has that high ceiling. I think, you know what it's great,
5: and if it doesn't work out, you bring him to camp, and then you can always let him go. So I don't mind it Sounds like
3: um, Trevor Harris is off the market. Sounds like he's made his, his mind up. But we don't know where that is. Uh, Dale Berrowslick's watching in Winnipeg. He says, "Good afternoon. Jack and I, that's his son are always watching. We love it. Calgary's not a cowboy town. Lived there, sold and did HVAC in most retrof- retrofits, new building. I'm sorry, that's all Greek to me. Well, if you say Calgary's not a cowboy town, it's more of a cowboy town than anywhere else in Canada. So we'll be right back. More with the Moose. And also coming up, Sportsnet Montreal's Eric Engels. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
2: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod.
3: All right, all right, everybody. Listen, do me a favor. We are coast to coast across Canada in all 10 provinces and 31 states on Game Plus television. But nobody's texted the show yet, Moose. So can somebody pick up the phone and text RP Rod Peterson at 902 518 3033, please? That's so I can check if this thing's on, if the phone's on. And by the way, hour two is brought to you by Original 16, extra extra smooth, extra refreshing. Find Original 16 at a store near you today. And if I'm feeling up to it, we may be ranting today for Bronco Plumbing and Heating and Cooling. Reach us at 306-781-2090. That's Bronco Plumbing, Heating and Cooling for any and all of your water softener needs. And while I'm at it, the rock star of the day from Monday's show was one. Matthew Barnaby. Barney. There you go. I always liked that one. Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions specializes in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. All right. And it's funny. I don't know if you saw Moose or not. Probably not. But people were going after Barney in our Twitter from our account or at him. That's how I saw it. About him saying that Evander Kane was a bad person. And people are saying Barney should be sued. Can you sue
5: somebody for that? Is their opinion?
4: Well, we weren't worried about suing people when this news came out about Evander Kane um, and the troubles with his, was it his wife or girlfriend? And all of that, you know, it was the popular thing. But now that he's on a hockey team, it's, we got to forget about that now. It's cool to like Evander Kane and we can't say bad things about the player. So it's a, it's a little yeah. bit about what position you're in and where he's at and, and a little bit of the, the circumstance. But no, I don't think there's any issue with what
5: Barnaby said. I had a cop
3: in Kelowna write me last. Watches the show on Game Plus. so I better be careful what I say. He might be watching today. And uh, he was like, Rod, why do you got to bring up Evander Kane's past? Why do you, you got to bring that up? What's that got to do with anything? Why do announcers bring up Tiger Woods' past? Why, do they, why don't they bring up Phil Mickelson's wife battling cancer? And I said, uh, it's hand in hand with being a public person, bruh." Last I checked, I'm not even making $750,000 a year. That's what they signed Kane to, right? U.S. Um, we, kinda, we, we weren't arguing. I've known this guy 30 years back to my PA days. And, uh, you know, I I brought up Theo. I mean, why do you think Theo and I spent hours around his kitchen table the other day? Because you can say whatever the hell you want about my past, his past. We don't care. Say it. Go ahead. But not many people are as enlightened as that, I guess. But it's what it is. How about you do you? I'll do me. And I'm the one with the show. Yeah. Right?
5: Oh, my God. Yeah.
3: Uh, by the way, Phyllis in Winnipeg writes in, Hello, everybody in the RP show. Just peeking in. It's a snow day in Manitoba, so shoveling out again and getting ready for a win for the Jets in Philly tonight. And she says, I voted for Marc Andre Fleury to go to the Oilers. Just not giving up on our Hella. Thank you, Phyllis, for checking in I like today. That. Uh, I'm, by the way, I not do that. That they trade yeah, that they trade Hella Buck either. You admire what?
4: I admire that the that you know the fans are still believing in this group and they're not ready to blow it up. You know, a lot of fan bases would sit there and be like, "Look at this guy sucks, trade him. This guy sucks, trade him. We got to trade all these players." Now I know they're a little down on Shifley and sit on the bench and and he hasn't maybe um, been the same guy, but these fans they don't want to rebuild. They believe in this group and that's admirable. But let's see where they are at the deadline and then let Kevin Cheveldayoff make that move. But uh,
5: yeah, it's nice to see from the fan base. For sure.
3: Don't stop believing. My featured game tonight is the Jets at the Philadelphia Flyers. I feel like everybody's all geeked up about it. I feel like this is, in a way, a swing game. Sort of like if the Jets win it, yeah. maybe, maybe they'll convince some people that they're on the right track. If they lose it, a lot of people are ready to jump off the Jets train. I mean, that's one thing in- growing up. A, that's one thing growing up in the rectangle is you can switch allegiances as much as you want. I have. You live in Winnipeg, you have to cheer for the Jets. If you live in Edmonton, you have to cheer for the Orders, even after they get rid of Wayne Gretzky. What were you going to say?
4: Yeah, that's you know what did Adam Sandler say in the longest yard? You need a tune-up game, right? Get the confidence up. You got to play Appalachian State or some slack Division Two team. Right? Winnipeg's got Philadelphia, you know? Beat the living you-know-what out of them. Get the guy's confidence up and let him get on a roll. So this might be a, a get-right game for the Winnipeg Jets tonight.
3: So much of this, so much of sports is confidence. Football's all about confidence. Hockey, almost as much. This business here is about confidence. Uh, by the way, Jeff Cabellus in Winnipeg, I said I would limit comments, but his are just so dang good. He says, Rods, Chris Jones is absolutely spot on. It's scary. Listen, I've spent a lot of time with the guy. And of my stories, you only hear 5% of them. If I thought more, I could tell you more. And if I actually, now that I think about it, I will tell you a few more. We got a holy war going on here, by the way, that people say Calgary's not a cowboy town. Just stop. The general is watching in Calgary. He says, I was born in Calgary, so you're off your rocker, Dale, if you think it's not a cowboy town.
5: I know the areas you don't.
3: Um, But this is all going to tie in together. Again, I go back to Tom Brady retiring today and Clark, Tagged You and I, I don't know if you saw in his, uh, the, the Patriots sent out some message to Tom and he, repeat, he retweeted it and he's like, I love you all. We're yeah, going to find Robert out Kraft. more in the days ahead. Yeah, we're going to find out more in the days ahead what Tom Brady is going to do. Um, again, I'm in America. It's wall to wall Tom Brady today, but it has been pretty much since Saturday. And one of the reporters that broke that story is a guy by the name of Jeff Darlington from ESPN. He covered the Buccaneers for quite a while. And he covered the Patriots, too, out of Boston. Sounds like he's a pretty good friend of to Tom Brady's. And he was on live this morning. I don't know if you saw it. And the host said, what? It was uh, Stephen A. and Molly Quirum. And they said, what's Tom going to do uh, now? And he's like, uh, I'll let Tom tell you that. Sounded like Darlington knew. And just to back up for a second, you had mentioned that you'd heard, you know, Colin Cowherd said that Tom didn't seem as upset after the playoff loss on the weekend as he normally would, or like last weekend, and how he's kind of lost the fire. And that I just feel like namaste, the light in me recognizes the light in Tom Brady. I just, my fire's out for what my old job used to be. And a lot of people just aren't getting it. I wonder if Tom Brady's going to have people begging him to go back and play. He probably will. And guess what? He won't. But for the people that are begging me to go back to the CFL and my old life, I don't want to do it. I get where Tom's coming from. I get where John Madden was coming from when he stepped down. For instance, this all ties back in. Chris Jones, I'd found out why he traded Darian Durant after the 2016 season. And it was quite simple. I don't think anybody cares now. The last game of the year, the 18th game of the year, we were in BC and Darian was not 100% health-wise. But if it was a playoff game, could have played. And Darian,
5: he's like, homie, don't play that game. That, I'm not playing. And Jones
3: lost his mind. And he's like, he will never play for me again. And so I didn't really report that, but like about a month later, I was in a room, just me and Jones, for whatever reason. I don't know why. And I said, I know why you traded Darien. And he's like, yeah, why is that? Oh, this. He goes, who told you that?
5: Doesn't matter who told me that, but I'm, I'm
3: just tired of that. And then when I got broke, the story that G. Roy Simon was going to the Elks and various other CFL stories that I've broken, you know, people are calling me. Who told you that? Did you tell this person this? Who told you? Did you tell this person? I'm like, I I am out, man. I don't want to do this anymore. And what do you think Adam Schefter has gone through for the last three days when he reports that Tom Brady is retiring? And then Tom comes out and says, "Uh, no, I haven't. And then last night. He's on his podcast with Jim Gray, and he says this is a day-to-day thing. It aired last night. And now today he announces his retirement. What's changed, Darren, in the last couple of days for Tom Brady that would make Adam Schefter report this on Saturday because clearly he knew something to that three, four days later Tom actually makes the announcement. All I'm saying is I don't want that old life anymore. Tom clearly doesn't want this old life anymore. His pilot light's out. And God
5: bless him. But what do you think changed in his life? Well,
4: yeah, I think, you know, you look at all the things that are happening for Tom. I mean, he's obviously successful. He's won. You talk about being satisfied after that game. He didn't look that upset. Well, he accomplished something. He had the big comeback against LA. He had the big comeback, and he just didn't get a chance to see it through because Matthew Stafford found Cooper Cup in the game-winning field goal, and Bob's your uncle. So you feel pretty satisfied, well, I brought him back. I feel pretty good about that. And, you know, he seemed pretty content and that was a sign, you know, he's healthy. He hasn't taken a lot of big hits. So he's healthy, his pliability in the TB12 method, he's still fairly young, so he can walk away. He's got his health and his longevity. He's got success. His NFT company, his new brand, Brady brand, you know, his autograph uh, company, all of these things are now growing. Um, so now he can go and do that. There's a lot of things that have lined up, and now the family too. But when it comes out, like he's obviously talking to his inner circle, and and you know the conversation, something like, "Guys, I'm 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 retiring. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm retiring. I'm going to take a couple of days just to make sure." But guys, I think this is it. Somebody tells Schefter because he's connected to the group. Schefter reports it. He still goes through his couple of days, but he had made up his mind and confirmed it today.
3: Yeah, and Darlington said, he's like, look at Tom, he's 44. His friends are billionaires and business people now. He's going to the locker room every day with 23-year-olds, and he just doesn't have the same things in common that he used to with these guys, that he could be their dad. So I think Darlington did a lot of speaking for Tom Brady today. By the way, just to clarify, Dale in Winnipeg, Dale Barozyk regarding saying Calgary's not a cowboy town, He says, hey, all, what was meant in my comment was, until July, there's no cowboy boots. There are more business suits than boots, more jeans and baseball hats than suits. Yellowstone isn't Calgary, (laughs) says Dale. Um, No, but it's more Yellowstone than anywhere else, I think is kind of what we were getting at. If you want a real cowboy city, go to Lethbridge. That's Yellowstone. But they don't have an NHL team. So thank you, Dale, for that. Uh, so much going on here, but we got to break. Moose, I'll bring you back for uh, overtime. What do you say? Sounds good. Eric Engels of uh, Sportsnet Montreal will join us in a moment. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
2: Head to youtube.com slash the Peterson Show now you gotta subscribe click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed oh yeah he's back time for more of the rod peterson show
3: welcome back everybody uh, the rp show continues from south florida where's my breaking news bell News you can use. Anton Lundell has been named the NHL Rookie of the Month for January. He led all rookies with 14 assists and 17 points in 15 games. He's still only 20 years old. I'm telling you, they're going nuts about the Panthers in South Florida. I don't know what it was like before this year. I hadn't been here for an extended period like this. What a team. They head into the All-Star break as the NHL's best. And we're going to talk National Hockey League news with our friend Eric Ingalls from Sportsnet Montreal. There's a lot to get into with him, and I appreciate the time, Eric. Always enjoy our visits. Haven't seen you since the Stanley Cup final. So, how do you do? Bonjour, um, Eric. If you don't mind, can we delve into the Carey Price address earlier this week, where he talked about that he'd like to get into a game this year, and the Habs were a big part of his identity? I felt like that was skimmed over a lot by the national media. Or didn't get everybody's attention. What what was that address like with CP31? <laughs>
6: Well, you know, it it was – how would I put it? Look, you know, I I think Kerry understood that the fans hadn't heard from him for a very long time, going back to the Stanley Cup final, essentially. So, you know, it was an opportunity for him to address them directly. And with that opportunity, you know, I I think he would have much preferred for it to have been read as he was preparing to step into the crease and get back to doing what he, you know, loves doing. And I think that was really important for him. So, you know it, it certainly took on a bit of a dark undertone in that press conference i would have i would have you know loved for him to have enjoyed that moment a little bit more and it, unfortunately because he knew that he'd be talking about the fact that you know he went away into the players assistance program and the you know the the uh you know all the trials and tribulations he's been through it, it just it was unfortunate that the f- 14 15 minutes we were going to spend with him for the first time in a long time we're going to focus on his uncertain future so You know, I I could understand if people felt one aspect was glossed over or another. I thought the most important thing was that he said he feels good mentally. Uh, Now you just hope that physically he can do what he wants because it's very clear he wants to play again.
3: Uh, Well, well said. And I didn't watch it. So, um, I mean, listen, seven years in recovery here. I work as a certified recovery coach. Addiction is dark. Recovery is beautiful. That's why my symbol for that is a sun.
6: How or why did it turn dark? do you think you know what i wouldn't even venture into speculating about that rod it just wouldn't be respectful to carrie and um you know I, I living in a city like montreal obviously rumors circulate left right and center and you know i've been covering the canadians my rookie season was carrie price's rookie season so we're 15 years into this and the things i've heard about carrie price throughout the years that people think they know um you know you could fill a couple books with that stuff and i've never really paid much attention to it because you know i i do respect the guy i've i've you know i have a relationship with him a professional one over the last 15 years and you know if he has something he'd like to share about what led him to what he describes as a very dark place you know certainly we're all ears but i don't think he owes anybody that explanation and uh, i certainly wouldn't speculate on on what it is you know we can talk about the pressure of his job I think it's enormous whether or not he dealt with it well you know you never got the sense that he wasn't dealing with it well but it could weigh on you a lot we're also talking about a guy who's you know he was born and raised in the woods and in the mountains and dropped into the the biggest hockey market outside of toronto and and with potentially even more pressure considering the history of being goaltender of the montreal Canadiens and uh and how much passion there is for the team here so you know Can I speculate that that was a contributing factor to what led him there? Probably, but I don't know what specifically it was. And unless Kerry ends up wanting to share that inevitably, I I certainly won't be making guesses.
3: Of course. And to clarify what I meant was, was there a line of questioning from reporters that were taking it down a road that Kerry didn't anticipate would be the questions? That's all that I was asking. You know, he was expecting a bubbly,
6: good news conference. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think everybody understands Everybody was limited to one question and you know the most pressing ones right now once he had said that he was feeling well and feeling good mentally um were you know do you want to play hockey again why do you want to play hockey again what's going on with your knee and do you want to play in montreal and continue there so i, I think you know within those 14 minutes and everybody essentially getting one and and i got in a follow-up question um you know the the real thing that was in central focus if we had a lot more time or a personal kind of one-on-one situation certainly would have gotten into a lot more of what he's been through um but obviously you know as i, th- I always like to say as a, like a journalist you know there's only so much backwards looking you want to do you always kind of want to be forward looking and, and get to the news and there was some newsy items mm. that had to be addressed within a very short frame of time there
3: well, uh, as you can attest, he's a wonderful, wonderful guy and also a very, very high pressure job. But moving on, I don't know where you land on the Oilers goaltending or how much of their games you watch because they play a lot west of you. But you guys have had so many goalies go through that crease. Montembeau, uh, Caden Primo, Jake Allen, or any of those guys do you think going to be up for availability at the trade deadline
6: or all of them? Um, you know, I think you could look at Jake Allen as a possibility now, given, I think the Canadians are going to need answers on Carey Price before they can evaluate that further. And unfortunately for Jake Allen and the Canadians, if they are considering going down that road, you know, he's going to be on the injured reserve list until about three, four days before the deadline. I will say this, you know, you hear about the names in Edmonton that have been circulating, whether it's Barlamov or you know, whoever you who, take your pick, you know, um, I, I think Jake Allen could be a guy that fits into that mix as someone they should strongly look at a guy who can be a 1B uh, or even a 1A uh, for a certain period of time, not necessarily full time. And I think the combination of him and Mike Smith would be a lot stronger than the combination of Mike Smith and Mikko Koskinen. Um, I don't know how long the Oilers can wait to pull the trigger on that, and I'll echo the thoughts of my uh, Sportsnet, Sportsnet colleague uh, Elliot Friedman, who said, "You know, you get whatever goalie you want, you get the best goalie in the world, um, but you're going to have to change the way you play if you want to win when it matters most." And I, I think the Oilers, you know, certainly adding Kane, they've 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 added some depth there in that situation where up front now they're no longer relying on just two forwards and two lines where you know spreading things out can make a big difference in in the way they do currently play but i do think once the games really tighten up it becomes that much harder for you to provide the type of offense you do in the regular season typically so you know they can get jake allen they could get Marc andre fleury they could get Kerry price uh it won't make much of a difference they don't change the way they play in my opinion uh
3: lastly because we were there for the Stanley Cup Finals and we soaked it all in. It was so awesome. Ole, 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 ole. It was awesome. How's Montreal dealing with this bump? Of the elevator going to the bottom so fast. How's the city dealing with it, Eric?
6: You know what, Rod? Like always doing television, radio. This is a frequent question I get, no matter what the circumstances, what the news item is of the week. What's the pulse of the city, right? And and what's the pulse of the fan base? And it's it, it has. It always become like the hardest question to answer because you see such division within those, within, within the whole picture here. Like some fans are cheering for the rebuild. Some are apoplectic about the state of the team. Um, some are completely apathetic. Uh, you know, I, I suggest that all three of those avenues are not where the Montreal Canadians want to be in terms of their relationship with their fans. And they've got a lot to do, to repair it, um, not just because it's been a massive fall from grace, but because, like uh, I was talking about, looking forward, you know, there's going to be hard times, and they're going to have to find a way to deal with that and and um, really have a proper outreach with the fans and accessibility. Uh, and I think they realize that in in, in um, you know making certain hires that they have, uh, Chantal Maccabe coming in as the vice president of, of communications. You know, they've they've got a lot of work ahead of them. And uh, I think and are aware of it, and you're going to have to work really hard as an organization to keep them on board because uh, this has been a very difficult season. And I think everybody understands too. Like, there's excuses and there's reasons, and there's there's some there's some pretty legitimate reasons as to why the Canadians are here, from the loss of Price and Weber and uh, Edmondson, and then Byron who just played his first game over the weekend, and and uh, Philip DeNoe out to L.A. at two the COVID and the injury, you know, the Canadians have the most man games lost in the, in the league. And they had the most players submitted to the COVID protocol list. And it's, you know, it's been one thing after another, and it hasn't been easy, Uh, but now they've got to find a way out of it. Fun to watch for sure. Uh, Fun to cover too. I'm, I'm sure Eric, you
3: do such a great job. I appreciate the time today, man. Stay safe. Enjoy the hockey.
6: Thanks Rod. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's been less fun to watch this year and a little less fun to cover, but <laughs> there will be, there'll exactly. be brighter days ahead. Right. Thanks, Eric. Eric Engels,
3: Sportsnet Montreal, joining us from La Belle, probably. Uh, a sports update before we go. Tom Brady has retired after winning seven Super Bowls and setting numerous passing records in an unprecedented 22-year career. He made the announcement in a long post on Instagram Tuesday morning. Meanwhile, the Canadian press predicts 26 medals for Canada's team at the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing with a breakdown of eight gold, eight silver, and ten bronze. That would tie Canada's second-highest medal total at a Winter Olympics with its haul from the 2010 Vancouver Games. CP predicts Canada to win six medals in both freestyle skiing and speed skating. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. We'll return with the moose for overtime right after this. You are watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live and 24-hour sports radio at Rod Peterson. Doc.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You wanna to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. You betcha. And
3: the Moose 2 for overtime brought to you by our friends at the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the National Hockey League and the UFC. And I hey, Moose, if you I don't know if you uh were on with me earlier. I think you were. When I said, pick up the phone and text RP, nine zero two five one eight thirty thirty three. 518 There he is. He wasn't back in the chair yet, but yet your earphones in. So people have yes. picked up the phone and texted RP. Do you want to hear from whom? Yeah, I do. They, they, they answered. That's good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> these are supporters, man. And in, okay. Some, some might say fans. Short for Fanatics. Roger Yi. Hey Rod, it's Roger. He's in Calgary. From my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. Says good day. <laughs> Wayne in Victoria. Hi Rod, just showing you that the text line is working. I use the YouTube comments most of the time. From Cheryl Sweet. Hi Rod and Moose, Cheryl Sweet here. I'm watching in Regina. You can really tell who's on game plus. Ron Thompson's watching in Calgary and he says sure we're not a cowboy town. We only have the biggest rodeo in the world, the Calgary Stampede. (laughs) Yeehaw! Uh, Ron also says, as a Flames fan, there's only one goalie I'm nervous about. Hellebuck to Edmonton. Don't worry, they're not trading him. I'm not done, by the way. Chris Jarl is watching in Surrey, B.C. He
5: says, "Has Moose watched Seinfeld yet?" I am on to season three now. LFG. Where do you find it? Uh, it's on Netflix now. How it's about on that? Netflix? How about so? That? Yeah, I
4: can. I, I binge, uh, you know, two or three little mindless episodes just in the background sometimes during the day.
3: I appreciate you doing that, Moose, because. Hopefully now you'll get the references. You're obviously enjoying it, but, you know, I'm meeting a lot of new people here, and they talk about Family Guy and Simpsons. I'm like, I didn't want The yeah. Office. Didn't watch him, didn't like him. Not getting into it now. That's just me. Uh, Chris Jarrell, by the way, in Surrey, goes on to say, Hey, guys, I was excited to go to Taco Time and use my gift card in Kelowna, but it was closed. Oh, uh, no. went no. Went to Taco Time Cantina instead and used the gift card on Coronas and Burritos. Right on. So it worked. He's clearly a happy guy. So the text line is working. I just had to get him out of their slumber today. Yeah. I didn't know about
5: the cantina. Mm. Me either. That's new. See what you're learning.
3: Uh, Randy in the peg watching on Game Plus TV says... Looks like the rest of the NHL has a third line to worry about in Florida. Yeah, those were the guys that got all the points last night. Uh, Mason Marchman, what, he had five or six. Lundell had, I think, five. Sam Reinhardt, he's not on that line, I don't think. But I've watched almost every one of their games, and Reinhardt's on the top line sometimes, sometimes not. He's like any other hockey team. I'm not sure who they're constituting as the third line for the Florida Panthers. What I know is. They're hot. Jeff in where is he? Redmond, Oregon writes in, Moose, and says, What kind of medal does Canadian press predict for Canada in hockey? I don't know if you were watching last week when Craig Button was on. He doesn't predict the best showing for Canada at the Olympics based on the roster we're sending over there. I almost got the sense like Craig, who would know more than you and I for sure, thinks that Canada would be lucky to even medal that's what i got
4: yeah you know that's the sense that not maybe that they'd be lucky to medal but that's where we're hoping our goal i think the goal right now to go over there is to get into a medal game and and try and medal obviously that you always want to get gold and canada will be going there trying to get gold it's tough though it's not as it's not like we're sitting here a month out saying canada's gonna be in the gold medal game who are they against Right.
3: Last minute of play. Last minute of play on the RP show.
4: Yes, continue. Sorry. Yeah, no, and it's just instead of us sitting there thinking, we're going to be in the gold medal game, it's we hope to be in the gold medal game. We're probably thinking this is a team that could challenge for a medal. The other countries are going to be pretty good, too.
3: Uh, Jeff goes on to say, who is Tampa going to have a quarterback next year, and where is Jimmy G going to end up? Sounds like a story that we will continue over into tomorrow's show. It's been called the fastest two hours in sports. We've been called the best thing in broadcasting. Darren tells me these things that he picks up on the highways and byways and what people are saying about us. And it's always good. So I thank Eric Engels. I thank Hustler Patterson. I thank you, Moose, our entire crew. And we'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern here on Game Plus TV and YouTube. We don't know what we're doing.
2: For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.